What is up, everybody? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, coming to you with the first Founders Journal of the Week after a nice long weekend. For those of you joining for the first time, the Founders Journal is my daily audio diary made public where I talk about the biggest wins, losses, lessons, and challenges behind the scenes at Morning Brew. As always, I am joined by my co-pilot, my co-audio lead, Joshua Kaplan. Josh asks smart questions to push the conversation further. And today, we're going to need uh, we're going to need a whole lot of smart questions out of you because we are talking about the value of therapy in my life as a professional, but also personally. Let's hop into it. You've always been super upfront about this in the office with everybody that you see a therapist, right? Yeah, and and it's such an interesting thing because I I don't think I grew up in a family where talking about therapy was like this super open thing. You know, like I grew up in a finance family. Dad was in sales and trading. Mom was in sales and trading. Talking about feelings around the dinner table was not the topic of discussion. It was like talking about, you know, like Citigroup's earnings. That's what we talked about. So I do find it interesting that I feel very open to talk about it because I think I was the first one in my family to do therapy. But it's, it, you know, to me, it, it's so commonplace. And it's something that like I take a lot of pride in because of the value I get out of it that I, I feel absolutely no shame in the fact that I do this. And has it changed over time as to why you go to therapy? And I think what we're going to get to is like the different types of therapy, but, but how is it, how's your relationship with therapy changed over the past couple of years? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been doing therapy. I think my first therapy session I ever did was after 9-11 when I had like horrible separation anxiety from my parents to the extent that like I would be in a class and I would start crying hysterically for no reason because of the separation anxiety I felt. Saw a therapist a few times, didn't keep doing it. And then freshman year of college, I can't remember the exact reason I started it. I started seeing the therapist I, I work with now. And so I've been seeing this person for over nine years. And so this person has seen me grow for the last nine years. And so I would say, yes, the context of the conversation and my anxieties and my stresses and my worries have changed over time. But I think all my therapy, like the theme of my therapy has always been around working through things that give me a toolkit to deal with mental hurdles and also un better understanding myself to understand what makes me tick, what makes me fulfilled. And like how I define purpose for myself. And the way I think about this is, and we were saying this before the episode started, I'm not about to cram therapy down your throat. Like therapy is not for everyone. But what I will say is that, you know, I just tweeted about uh, the importance of an intellectual sparring partner, someone who's not in your business, who's in your corner, just like to make you think in smarter, more sophisticated ways. And what I will say is I think it is as important to have an emotional sparring partner, someone who plays the long game with you, someone who plays the life game with you. And that can take many forms, right? Like I've seen people use therapists, career coaches, social workers, mastermind groups, paid communities, family and friends. And at its core, I think dedicating time, space, and a relationship to talk about life's biggest questions is really important because one, they are really important long game questions. And also you shouldn't expect of yourself to answer these questions yourself. And so I'm not saying you need to work with a therapist, but what I'm saying is I think it's important to have some relationship with someone or something to work through these. I'll tell you why I like a therapist a lot. For me, a therapist is this emotional sparring partner 
who is trained professionally to give actionable advice. So it's someone who has literally been trained to give me a set of tools to work through stresses and anxieties in life and answer some of these big questions. And they have a ton of data based on dozens of other patients at different stages of life to inform the things they say. So for me, working with someone who just simply has a lot of data and practice is what I like. But I've seen people find therapy or emotional sparring partners in very different things as well. And I don't think personally that you need a problem in order to have conversations like this. And I think especially when we bring it to like the purest form or the more pure form of intellectual sparring, that there's never, it doesn't have to be a problem. It's just a conversation that starts to hit at a particular part of your brain. But I want to hear from you, like what, like, like, tell me about another intellectual sparring partner that you've had or like a conversation that you've had, like make it more tangible. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I think to your, to the thing you just said, I absolutely think it actually should be a habit, right? The, The way I think about therapy is going to the gym. You're going to the mental gym. And when I say I like a therapist, the, the reason I enjoy a therapist as emotional sparring, sparring partner is to me, it's the comparison of when you go to the gym, you could either go to the gym with a friend and have a gym buddy, or you could have a personal trainer. Both can be effective. But to me, the personal trainer understands your body, works for, with you on years on end, and also teaches you the right form. To me, that's what a therapist does for me. But I could also accomplish a lot of the same with a friend or someone who's not professionally trained. But for me, like, you know, I am someone who uh, like suffers from OCD. I get obsessive about irrational concerns in life. So everything from health issues to, I remember back when I was working in Morgan Stanley, I would get so concerned about my alarm not going off in the morning that I would set 12 alarms, like actually 12 a minute apart. And understanding that at my core, I latch onto something that is a rational concern. So it's a rational concern to worry that your alarm isn't going to go off, but then you skew it to the irrational where you set 12 alarms because you don't think it's going to go off. Throughout my life, I've had different obsessions, but the thing that ties them together is it's something that is originally grounded in being rational, but then my mind makes a story out of it that turns it irrational. And I compulse by actually trying to avoid something from happening because of the irrational thought. And so throughout my life, I've just worked with my therapist to have a toolkit for dealing with these obsessions. So I'll give you another example. Uh, When my dad passed away, when I was a junior in college, you know, he passed away from a stroke. He was in perfect health. Like he was in as good of health as you and I, similar build. And one day he, he literally just dropped dead. And for me, that naturally got my mind spinning of like this guy in perfect health who had no previous conditions, if that happens to him, how can I control this not happening to me? And so of course, one of my obsessions became like focusing on my health and specifically my heart. I had a fear that like one day I was just going to be running on a treadmill, my heart was going to give out and that would be the end. So the compulsion there was that I ended up going to a cardiologist to run all these different tests on my heart to make sure like my aortic valves were structurally right and all these things are right, probably the right way to handle this would actually be running more, not going the cardiologist and like basically, you know, facing the fear. But that was an example of something that was tied to a rational concern, which is a health concern. But then I took it to such an extent where I actually didn't work out for three weeks or a month because I was worried about my heart stopping. And so I've dealt with these type of things for the last nine years. And I love the fact that someone 
understands me so deeply to offer a toolkit to hopefully get better at coping with these over time. So for those of you that uh, have listened to uh, this Founders Journal, obviously this is a very different episode, but one that is really important to me. I think as important as an intellectual sparring partner in life is having an emotional sparring partner. For me, that takes the form of a therapist who I've been working with for the last nine years. But there are so many different ways that you can find that person who plays the long game and the life game with you and talks about these really important questions or these really important concerns. And so I would love to hear from my listeners. What are your thoughts on having an emotional sparring partner? Do you have one? What form does that take? And please let me know if you have any questions about the topic. I'm super passionate about it and I'd love to chat about it. Thank you everyone for listening and I'll catch you tomorrow. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.